Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Andrew Gazel will uh, be keeping an eye on that. Uh, one of his uh, great countrymen in Cameron Smith. Uh, n- not the former Melbourne Storm hooker, but the golfer. Uh, Gazy, you got an eye on this, mate? My word, I have. He's, uh, he's driven on the 18th. He's driven into the trees into the right. So he's got a stroke buffer, but... It looks um, it looks like he's still in reasonable shape. The way he's been able to recover, and I love your description, the balls of steel on the 17th. It was every bit of that. It was an incredible shot. But um, he went to the right of the flag and the water. There was only about two metres between his shot and the water. So it was an incredible hit. But, um, yeah, hopefully Cam can hang on here and... and um, and come away with a, a great win and uh, certainly enhance his bank balance a fair bit because this is some genuine money for these fellas that are playing here today. Oh, mate, it'd be apparently, uh, what, about 3.6 million US if you win this? So uh, yeah. not, to, not to be sneezed at. I think the, I think the top 10 uh, earn over a million in this one. So uh, And that's a, a million of the greenback variety. So that's about 7 zillion Australian dollars these days. But um, <laughs> it's still... It's still a, I hate to think I'm how many sure Kiwi pesos that is, mate. <laughs> That's right. You're, we're in the same bucket, I think. But um, but no, it, it's been fantastic. And I, just, I, mean, I know we're here to talk about the hoops, but uh, he started off with all those birdies, and then on seven and eight and nine, he had bogeyed all three of it, and then he he's come back. And as I understand, it, he's on the, he's going to the 18th. But on this back nine. He's one-putted every single green, oh, with the exception of the 16th, excuse me, but he's one-putted all but one green, so he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, this is uh, this is your golf update with Andrew Gaze here on SCNZ. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, as you said, we should talk. We should talk some hoops, mate. And uh, of course, uh, uh, over here the focus is is always on the breakers. And uh, they've had a, they've had a tough season. They've done it tough. They they had that win over the the thirty sixes yeah. the other day, um, who looked dead and buried as well now. Uh, and they went to Perth. You know the old adversaries up against the the Wildcats. That's that's never a friendly rivalry. Those two those two clubs uh, don't, don't tend to like each other and boy they, they turned it on and you got to feel a little bit uh, sorry for them to, to lose that no tee the way they performed No, extremely sorry for them, it's been a Herculean performance by the Breakers, they're, they're a much better team than re- their record would indicate and it's really been the injuries and of course being away from home that um, has made the going tough for them, but when they've got their full squad together like they did last night, they can compete with the very best and uh, in a strange atmosphere with no fans playing a game in Tasmania against a team that's that's having another real good crack at a a championship. Uh, When I was driving to the game because I was commentating it, I was thinking, geez, this could get a little bit sloppy given the way um, Perth have been on on an incredible roll. They, They beat Melbourne United um, last week in a game where they put up 97 points against the best defensive team in the competition. But to the New Zealand Breakers' credit, they hung in there. They shot the ball incredibly well. And uh, in the end of the day, we were very unlucky not to win. It took a 
a Bryce Cotton three with 1.4 seconds remaining uh, to get the win. And it was uh, it was one of the great games of the entire season, if not the best game of the entire season, where the uh, the, the breakers unlucky not to win it in regulation. Dick Law, they, they threw it in the low post, and he turned around when the breakers a couple points up with um, only uh, four or five seconds remaining. So it was... Uh, they they were unlucky twice not to come away with a win, but um, hopefully it's good signs the way in which they can finish the season in a real positive fashion. Yeah, well, that, that, that's what they need uh, because, you know, they've been such a successful franchise for so long in this competition. I think uh, the competition's better for it as well. What do you yeah. make of, of, of Matt Walsh's ownership and the way he's gone about building the roster? Well, I think he's put together a really nice squad. Uh, we saw last night, Hugo Besson, who was just uh, superb, 17 points in that third uh, quarter. And and he is not one of the, the, the development players or the next star players. He's actually one of their imports, and justifiably so, is only 20 years of age. Um, Usman Jiang, he looks like he's going to be a draft pick. A lot of the, the NBA people that I speak to say that he could actually nudge into the first round, given his length and um, the way in which the, he's so agile, getting up and down the floor. He, he, his numbers this season, he's only shooting a three-ball at around 24%, but he, you can tell that, that um, that's just maturity. He, he's got a nice-looking stroke. So uh, those two players have, have, have been fantastic. Uh, Yanni Wetzel is a sensation. Um, if not for a few injuries, he's one of those ones that uh, would be an all-star five category. He's been fantastic all season and uh, just had a bit of bad luck with, with injuries. Peyton Seaver is, is a nice import. Uh, you know, he's got incredible um, uh, pedigree, winning a, a championship, a, 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 an NCAA title with Louisville. So I think that um, the ownership has done a really good job of putting a good team together and just uh, not playing any home games. When you have a competition that's so evenly balanced and not being able to, to play at home makes that a, um, an incredible tough ask. And, uh, and, and for two years in a row virtually now, the breakers have had to do that. So it's been a Herculean performance, and unfortunately for them, they they haven't been able to um, get the wins you could normally expect with the squads they've put together. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point. What, what about Dan Shamir as a coach? In terms of the style of basketball, um, he has got them playing. Yeah. How do you think that sits with you know what uh, the breakers have shown previously? Yeah, I, I like a lot of the stuff he does. I think that with the way he runs his um, offensive sets, it's got a a bit of a European flavour to it, as you would expect. And, um, you know, I, I think that he's done a really good job under trying circumstances. Very, very hard to uh, keep morale um, high when you've got injuries, you're away from home, and you don't have that, that uh, fan support, and, of course, the, the family and friend support that comes to the players. So uh, his challenge has not necessarily been uh, cued into the X's and O's because we... We know he's he, he's got those down pat. You know he's very very good at at um, at figuring out schemes. It's just more and 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 how you keep the the group engaged um, for such a long period of time on the road. And um, you know there are people that have made judgment about them. Just simply look at the record and say, well, well maybe he hasn't kicked that box. But 
I don't subscribe to that theory when you put in context all the challenges that he's had to face. Yeah, and he's had plenty of those, mate. I tell you, a team that uh, had a lot of challenges uh, for their debut season was the Tasmania jam- Jack Jumpers. I mean, you, know, you look yeah. at the roster they'd pulled together, and I, I thought they'd be battling it out for the spoon this season, to be honest, mate. So for them to still be in contention for the playoffs, I think says a lot about uh, the people behind that franchise. I'm spot on. I looked at their roster and I thought, well, they've cobbled together some some decent free agents without necessarily um, the marquee guy. Will Magnate was that marquee guy, but he hasn't been there for a fair chunk of the season because of injury. So they, Scott Roth has done a Herculean performance in the way in which he's been able to play a brand of basketball that gives them the best chance. They're scrappy. They're annoying. They're one of those teams that you hate to play against. And um, in more recent times, what they've been able to do is, is um, play some defense, stop teams, keep keep the keep the game in in um, uh, in, in a situation where they don't have to to, to, to score over ninety in order to win. So I think strategically, Scott Roth has done an outstanding job of of really putting in a game plan that suits the personnel that he has. And um, if you get a, you know, if you look to the to the future, they threw in a couple of um, uh, you know, upgrade their imports and uh, another player here or there, and, and they're not far away from actually contending for a, a championship. So it's um, you know, it's it's a, it's a great story, like you say, because of uh, the Tasmania and have a new franchise and the competition's never easy. They've already gone past with ten wins. What uh, new franchises have done over the last ten, fifteen years? You look back to when Brisbane came into the competition. You look back to when the Phoenix come into the competition. And uh, they were both around the nine, uh, nine wins. So they're, they're um, you know, I wouldn't quite put a line to them for not making the playoffs yet. They're, they're, I, mean, I don't think they'll get there, but with their record and the way they're playing, you don't have to stretch your imagination too far to see how they could actually figure in, in um, finals basketball. Yeah, I mean, who do you like? I mean, looking at the ladder now, you've got your Melbourne at the top, Perth uh, just in behind there with 13 wins. Yep. Then, then Sydney, who... Always, the, the, all the talk is about Sydney, and they always kind of just feel like they don't quite deliver what they should. And then the, the South, yeah. South East Melbourne Phoenix, uh, that rounds out the top four with Illawarra uh, just outside. Yeah, well, that's right. And, um, you know, Illawarra, that, they were ones that most of us before the start of the season were expecting that they could take that, that leap. You know, they lost a, uh, a three-game series in the semifinals last season, and they, they changed their team a little bit from a more defensive personnel to, to bring in some offense, and it hasn't hasn't worked out uh, the way they would like. They are still very much in the hunt, and I, I think ultimately it's going to come down to them and the Phoenix as to who fills that fourth spot uh, in the playoffs. I, I think that Sydney, uh, Melbourne, and Perth, they are locked. They, they, they are going to make it, and, um, uh, you know, it's going to be a real dogfight between those two teams to see who actually squeezes in there. Right. And, and they play this Thursday, I think. Mm. Um, Phoenix play against Illawarra. So that's going to be a, a big factor on who actually makes the, um, makes the final. So it's a, a huge game coming up, but, um. It's almost a quarter yeah, final. Just, just, I, I don't, it is. I don't want to place snap your rhythm here when we're talking who's, but Cam Smith, Hit it in the water with his second, took a drop, hit his fourth, 
and chipped up to about two metres in the green, a chance to make par, and the Aussies look like they're going to win the Players' Championship. Happy days, my friends. Happy days indeed, Andrew Gay. So, uh, uh, before I let you go, uh, I had to ask, uh, the South East Melbourne Phoenix, surely they can do better than that, because it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, yeah. mate. Surely, I mean, I don't know, what the St. The Saint Kilda Phoenix has got to be something easier, surely. Well, that's right. Well, there was the South East Melbourne Magic back in the day, so I think that they uh, they went with a name like that in order to try and bring back some of those fans. And uh, you know they're, they're a quality team. The name might, might not ring off the tongue, roll off the tongue all that well, but uh, they're a quality team. Although you look, they, they got. I don't know if you saw their game. And one of the uh, last night's game was the best of the season. Um, two days before that, we saw a Phoenix playing against uh, Melbourne United. And the Phoenix, for all intents and purposes, had that game won. Eight points up going into, the, you know, two or three minutes into the, the, the fourth period. And they somehow found a way to lose it. So they weren't able to hold their nerve. But they're, they're a quality team. And, um, you know, but they're, they're going to be in a battle to make the, make the finals and give themselves a chance. But uh, considering they've only been, it's only their third season. So they're, they're doing some really good things uh, at that organisation. If you had to pick a, 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 an NBL champion for 2022 at this point, which name are you going to give me? I'm going to go with Melbourne United primarily because, to me, they have been showed the most consistent and best defence of the teams in the competition. Uh, you, you know, that, that they can, like all teams, can go missing for, peer, for periods of uh, games where there's scoring becomes a challenge, but anytime you've got um, Chris Golding on your squad, as we saw against the Phoenix, he was stinking. He, in the last two games, he was uh, was going through a real tough period, but when the game was on the line in that last quarter against the Phoenix, he, he knocks down a couple of big, big threes. So to me, um, Melbourne United because of their defense, and then of course uh, the Perth Wildcats, when you've got Vic Law and Bryce Cotton on your same team, two of the, I would say two of the top three, if not the two best players in the competition playing on the one team, they're always going to be hard to beat. Yeah, they will be, mate. And uh, we should take a breath now as Cameron Smith lines up the putt for Here Bogey that will win the, that will win them the, him the players. Bogey, and, there boom, it is. He's rolled it in. Ah. Well done to Cameron <laughs> Smith. He wants to uh, show a little bit more excitement, the young man, <laughs> because he's just picked up three and a half million and uh, played spectacular golf at 66 in the last round, he just put on and Well, he had to ride the roller coaster with him because he's had four bogeys in there but just made a mockery of some of those holes with all the birdies. And it's just been a uh, an incredible performance by by this uh, Aussie. And he looks like he's um, in really good form in the top ten recently and uh, looks like he's going to be there for a while. It does, mate. He does. And I honestly, with $3.6 million uh, paycheck there for winning this, he might be able to afford a decent haircut as well. <laughs> the mullet, the rat tails, whatever you call it. But I can't, and I'm not sure about the little uh, mosquito that's running around on his lip either, the little mustaka. <laughs> he would give a rat's toss bag about that right now. And uh, just very reserved, though. I mean, I would have thought we would have seen some fish pumps and uh, a bit of carry on, but just taking it in his stride as if he's just won the. The, the, the local Sandringham uh, amateur tournament here in Melbourne. Quite extraordinary. <laughs> mate, he's done it well. He's done it well. Andrew Gaze, thank you very much for your time, mate. I'll let you go and uh, celebrate with Cam Smith now. 
<laughs> Good on you, boys. Thanks very much. And, and we're on the old breakers, and I don't ever want too many games, but stick fat with them. Yeah, will do, mate. Will do. Andrew Gazy, one of Australia's basketball greats and a, a great man to have on the radio and uh, chatting hoops and, and golf, for that matter, with us here on Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.